Thank you for joining us for this week's message from the First Christian Church in Great Bend, Kansas. Each week we share thought-provoking and life-changing teachings on topics that are important and relevant to you in your life. We hope that you will be encouraged by our weekly podcast and will tune in regularly. Now let's join the First Christian Church of Great Bend for this week's message. Today we are in week five of our sermon series called Simply Jesus. And as you guys know, what we're doing in this series is learning a very simple paradigm or way of thinking about Jesus that is meant to take the confusion we've all experienced when trying to figure out who Jesus is and in turn what that means for our lives on a daily basis and make it simple. Or very simply put, what we've been doing for the last four weeks, is basically examining some of the most important parts of Jesus' life to get at a deeper, yet simpler way of understanding who Jesus is and what he came to accomplish. And so far, what we've discovered in who Jesus said he was, and what Jesus did in his ministry of healing and exorcism through Jesus giving a man his life back, and how Jesus tells us that on occasion it's okay to break the rules, is that Jesus is God. Or that Jesus is the creator of the universe, showing up in human form to take the world and our lives as they are, and to make things right, or to cause his kingdom to come, and his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven, which is what I call the Jesus paradigm. And I hope all of you are sick of this at this point. Thank you. Anybody had a nightmare about this? John said he had a nightmare, but John has to watch two a week, and so (laughs) I know it'll be working on him. All right, so today, and to continue to build upon how every part of Jesus' life fits into this paradigm, first of all, we are going to be examining Jesus' teaching on teachings to see the purpose behind everything that Jesus proclaims. And then to get a bit more practical, we're going to be getting into one of Jesus' most famous teachings to see how this basically works itself out in particular ways. So, Jesus begins his teaching on teaching like this in Luke 6, 46. He says this, and this hurts. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I tell you? Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I tell you? Or why do you claim that I am the one that you have given your life to, yet live your life as if I don't exist? Or why is it that in your life when you walk around proclaiming to everyone you know that I am your Lord, even putting on this good face in public, yet then behind closed doors when no one else is watching, you simply ignore what I say? Why? And what Jesus is getting at by opening this teaching with this very pointed rhetorical question that I think is meant to make all of us take a moment and think about how we're truly living our lives is that clearly what it means to call someone a Lord is you do what they say. Which in turn means if you don't do what that person says, then they're really not your Lord no matter what you may tell yourself. And others. Then Jesus goes on to explain that the reason he wants to be our Lord, or the reason he wants us to do what he says, is not 
just so he can bark out orders to see if we'll follow him no matter what, or because he enjoys the role of being a dark overlord, so we have to follow him or else something bad's going to happen to us. That's not who Jesus is. That's not what he wants. No, instead, the reason he wants us to listen to him, the reason he wants to be our Lord, is because it's what's best for us. He loves us. He knows what's best for us, and he wants to share with us that information so that our lives can be better. Right? Like a good parent. Like a good parent. The reason... I tell my daughter not to stick their tongues into outlets is not because I want them to do whatever I say. It's, it's what's best for them. It's going to keep them alive. Well, in the same way, that's what's going on here. And the way Jesus kind of makes this clear is he says this, I will show you what someone is like who comes to me, hears my words, and acts on them. And notice, this is not just about hearing or knowing something. This is about hearing, knowing, and living, Right? So if you know it, but don't do it, it doesn't do you any good, according to this right here. That one is like a man building a house who dug deeply and laid the foundation on rock. When a flood arose, the river burst against that house, but could not shake it because it had been well built. Or all Jesus is saying is that those who actually live his teachings, those who actually live as if he is the Lord of their life, they're like smart builders who don't just go out willy-nilly and build their house on anything in any place, but instead go out and do the hard work that needs to be done to build their houses on something sturdy, something that is solid, solid ground. And all because if one will do that, if one will take the time to do that, then it really doesn't matter how how high the waters rise, the house will be able to withstand it. Which means when one lives out the teachings of Jesus, not just know them, but lives them out, There's nothing, and I mean nothing, that can happen that they will not be able to withstand. But on the flip side of that, right? The one who hears and does not act is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. When the river burst against it, immediately it fell, and great was the ruin of that house. Or if you choose not to live on the teachings of Jesus, what's going to happen to you every time something big comes up, every time something bad happens, is that your life, your existence, your security is going to come tumbling down, which is the way your life will continue to play out over and over again until you learn to build your life on the foundation of Jesus' teaching. Simple, basic, straightforward, right? Or to put this logic in a bit different way, Our lives and the world are what they are and all of it's fallen and brokenness because of how we and others continue to live our lives as our own lords. You know, going out and doing what we think is best instead of actually making Jesus our Lord by doing what he said. And what has happened as a result of that is that our world and our lives are filled to overflowing with sin, evil, and darkness, which is only made worse when the storms of life hit. So what Jesus is trying to get us to see, if that we would actually not only listen to him, but to do what he says, what we would find in living out his teachings, or what we would find if we made Jesus our Lord, is that it would not only take our lives in all of their broken and fallen chaos, all that, and make them better, but would also help us to establish such a foundation that even when the hurricanes and tornadoes and bombs of life hit, we'd remain strong. We'd be okay because our lives would be built on this rock. 
that can't be moved. Or really all Jesus is getting at in this teaching on teaching, or in a summary about why we should listen to him as Lord, is that just like everything else Jesus does, what he has to teach us in everything, it's about taking our lives as they are, sinful brokenness, and making them right which in turn is what's best for us. And wouldn't you know it, it's what's best for the world. It's a part of his plan. It's why he wants us to do what we do. Now, to take this even further by getting a bit more practical, let us get into the particularities of this by examining one of Jesus' most famous teachings. So you see how teachings in general work, right? That's what he kind of summarized here. So let's just jump into one and see how it works in a particular instance. Jesus says this in Luke 30. Seven, which by the way, this is something you guys all need to stop and look at the screen right now. In our day and time, this is a word we all need to hear. Do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. What? Do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. And no doubt what Jesus is getting at in this relatively straightforward teaching is that we have called to be the kind of people who are not judgmental or not the kind of people who, because we think we've got it all figured out, are able to look down our noses at everyone else and judge them and judge them and judge them. And I don't know about you guys, but there's a whole lot of that going on these days. And I would be someone who has been doing it. Let me just throw that out there to you. Like, I'm not better. I've been doing that exact same thing. Well, the reason Jesus teaches us not to judge is because if you happen to be one of those people who doesn't cut anybody any slack when they make a mistake, but instead are on them like fly on stink, giving no grace whatsoever, only con- condemnation, then what you should expect in return when you make a mistake and you will make a mistake is that those people you have judged or those people you have condemned are going to be waiting in the wings to judge and condemn you or to get their revenge. So because of that, Jesus goes on to tell us that as his followers, our job is not to judge, but to forgive. Right? So he follows that up by saying this, forgive and you will be forgiven. Forgive and you will be forgiven. In the same way that you forgive others, taking into account that they're not perfect just like you, then what you can expect in return when you make a mistake, when you commit a sin, when you do something bad, is that those people whom you have forgiven are going to be quick to forgive you. And all because it's just the way we as human beings work, right? Think about the last time you messed up and someone judged you harshly. And then they made a mistake. What was your reaction to that person? Judgment. Right? I'm going to get you. This is my revenge. But then think about the last time you messed up and someone forgave you. And then how you responded to that person. I mean, it's pretty simple. It's pretty Straightforward, which means if we truly want to become the kind of people who are devoted to forgiving instead of judging, what we're going to find is it makes our lives better. It creates room 
for people to make mistakes. It creates room to people for people to learn from their mistakes. It, it lowers the temperature in almost every single place if we will learn how to forgive instead of judge. If we will quit trying to make ourselves God. And how all of that fits into the Jesus paradigm is that this teaching, do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. If we choose to follow it, it makes our lives better. And it gives us the steady foundation on which to stand. Or in other words, it helps takes our lives and all of their judgmental fallenness and it makes them right. By helping us to become the kind of people who are quick to forgive and be forgiven. Or imagine our world right now with a whole lot less finger pointing and judgment and a whole lot more grace and forgiveness. Imagine your marriage, your close relationship with a whole lot less judgment and a whole lot more forgiveness. And it makes the world, it makes your lives a better place. It's just the way it works. Oh, and the other thing, God also says this. In the same way you forgive others, I will forgive you. In the same way you forgive others, I will forgive you. Which means, I forgive all of you for everything always. Because that's what I want. Which is the same basic logic you're going to find Jesus proclaiming in different ways given the need throughout the Gospels and all of his teachings. Because ultimately what Jesus came to do was to take the world as it is, broken, fallen, sinfulness, and heal, redeem, save, transform everything. It's that simple. It's that basic. Yet it's that world-shattering. Let us pray. Fathers, we come once again to, to wrestle with this Jesus paradigm. Help us to understand that who you are as a God, it just, it's unbelievable. Is that you are the one who came into the world in spite of us messing things up to chase after us and to show us the best way forward. Or to begin to heal, restore, and redeem all things. So help us, O oh Lord, understand that in everything you do and everything that you are, that's what you're about. That's what you're doing, trying to get us to the right places. And in the midst of that, O oh Lord, help us to become a people that this is how we live, especially when it comes to judgment and forgiveness. We ask this all in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. You are invited back next week for another life-changing message from the First Christian Church of Great Bend, Kansas. Please check out our website at www.fccgbk.com. That's fccgbk.com. May you have a blessed week.